What's up, podcasters? Welcome back to Pod Central. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Today, we got a very special guest, Lindsay Phillips. I've been on her show like twice. She's been on here before. <laughs> we work together a lot. We probably will work together a lot more in the future, to be honest. Yeah. So look out for that. Lindsay, welcome back to the show. Howdy, peeps. How's it going? Yeah. Love- Man, so many exciting things happening right now. So before, before we get into anything, we got to let's cover the topic just a bit here. Today, we're going to talk about email marketing for podcasters. How do you use email to generate leads for your business through your podcast and all of that? And how do you use it to promote your show? How do you actually make sure people that subscribe to your list support mm-hmm. your brand? We'll get into all of that. So to start, I want to ask you this. I like to start off with a tough question always because it's better than like Alrighty. the whole story thing. Lay it on me. <laughs> What is the reason you think most podcasters don't prioritize email marketing? I think they have a myth in their heads that because they launch a podcast, people are naturally going to listen and naturally go to their website and naturally join their e-list. Like they think it's just a magical progression that's just going to happen, but that's not the case. I I agree. I think it's easy to get caught up in believing, you know what? Yeah, everybody's going to listen to the show and email isn't that important. It's not that big a deal. And it's so easy for it to just slide to the back burner. You forget mm-hmm. about it. I've done that a lot myself personally. And I just, I hate that I do that, but I, I recognize it's one of those things I just don't like doing. <laughs> that, that's ha- that happens. <laughs> okay, so another question. What's one thing that people can do to make email marketing easier? They don't need to overcomplicate it. You don't need fancy funnels. You don't have to have all these upsells and one-time offers and super segment the list. Like I think that really overwhelms people. You can keep it super simple. Have a lead magnet, bring them into the funnel, nurture them so that they actually absorb that, that thing that they're getting and learn more about you. And you need to warm up the audience, right? And grow that relationship. And then you can simply offer for them to buy something small, join a membership, or even just hop on a call. Like you, And then you can build it out as you grow, but it doesn't need to be complicated. Basically, you want to have access to these people on an ongoing basis and have their ear, so to speak, and nurture them, grow that relationship, and then eventually convert. Yeah, I, I like that. And I think some podcasters don't look at email marketing as a big deal because they don't have businesses tied to their show. So if I'm a hobbyist podcaster, do I still need to care about email? That's a great point. I think it depends really on what your goals are, what your expectations of the show are. For me, I only deal with clients that have a business and they're using their podcast as an authority building and a marketing tool. So for me, it's if you're business and you don't have an email marketing platform and a CRM, to me, I'm like, that's crazy. You have to have it. It's just one of those foundational pieces that you need. I agree. If you have a business and you're a business podcaster listening to this, you gotta have the emails. It's just one of those things that it saves you a lot of time and a lot of headache. One thing I think that is really helpful is the automations. I'm a yes. fan of maybe not, like you said, the complicated 20 part automation is a little too much for me. It becomes overwhelming. Like I could do yeah. it, but it just takes so much more of my time and energy from other stuff. 
how do you suggest podcasters use automation in their email marketing? So that's where things happen on its own. So once someone fills in their name and their email and gets a checklist or training or swipe file, whatever that may be, they're obviously going to get a thank you page right away. But you also want to make sure that they get the thing in the email. You always want to push for them to look in their inbox, open the email so that it triggers the algorithm so that Google or Outlook says, ooh, they opened it. They care about this person's stuff. I'm going to watch out for another email and make sure they open that too. So you want them to get in the habit of opening emails. And then that way they learn more about you as well, the person, and they get the thing that they asked for. And you really have to set the expectations for what's about to happen next. Because if all of a sudden you try to sell them hard or you like email them five times a week, they might be like, oh, Jesus, like I didn't (laughs) anticipate this unsubscribe. So at the beginning, Hey, I'm going to email you some tips over the next five days so that you can really implement the thing that I just gave you. And then I'll be emailing you some updates every week. So that way you, they know exactly what's going to happen. And then they learn to trust you. And then as long as they know up front, Hey, if this information is not useful to you anymore, there is an unsubscribe button below please take it. Hopefully you'll stay. If you want to know about XYZ, or if there's something that you're missing, or you want to learn more about hit reply and let me know. So you really want to open up those lines of communication to find out what is it that they really want, but you want to set those expectations up so that they can build that trust and get in the habit of opening the email and learning about what it is that you do and how you can solve their problems. I love that idea of setting the expectation because I hate when I sign up for somebody's list to get a thing, I get the thing and then they email me every day for a month straight. They just, it's nonstop until I hit unsubscribe. To me, that's too much. I like the every other day, every two days, that kind of rhythm is better because you're still top of mind. You still pop up with valuable information. And I think it's just not as overwhelming and as aggressive. Because I, I think now we've gotten to the point where email marketing is aggressive. A lot of yeah. people use these things just to sell and they're not even putting content in an email. They're just like, buy this and it becomes too much. Yeah. It's not about you, man. It's about the person that signed up and that's reading. And But if it's like a five-day challenge that they signed up for, again, in that thank you email, look out for your email that you're going to get from me every morning. And then every evening to check in on your homework so that they know that will only happen during that five-day challenge. And they know, again, what to expect. And then they're like, oh, I better, did I get that homework done? Did I get that email? So that they have a full understanding and they're going into it with, with open eyes. Because people will hit that feedback button spam button if they don't even remember why they signed up for you in the first place. And that's going to be a score Mm. against your domain and your email health, which can be detrimental. Oh, I like that. That's a good reminder. I even forgot about that. And I think I might be one of those people that's done that before. Like I will hit unsubscribe because you just annoy me. And I don't even remember why I'm here because if you get off track with the value proposition, it's hard to keep up with, to be honest. I can't consume your content and I don't know what it is. And then again, most people are not putting content in their emails. It's just sales buttons. So let me ask you this. What's the type of content that I should put in my emails to make people want to stay subscribed? 
So typically what I like to do is, so let's say someone signs up for, I don't know, a one sheet template, let's just say out of podcasters out there. And so they, they obviously are guesting on shows. So that is an interest. So you give them the one sheet template and then you want to nurture them over the next week and just, Hey, how did you do? Did you write out your bio yet? Here's a couple of tips to get you going. So it shows that you care and that you're giving them extra tips to, Mm. to implement what you've given them. And then the next email would be like, oh, do you have your social media links on there? Do you have your website links? Like just little reminders and little tips. Sure, it might be on the download page and it might be in the training video that went to it, but you want to pull those little nuggets out and then be like, hey, if you didn't watch that video all the way through, click back onto this page and dive back in. I really want you to finish your one sheet. And then by the end of it, you could nurture them a little bit longer if you wanted to. I have some clients where like they're gung ho and they're just in the email list and they do their thing and they say yes to stuff. I have some people that as soon as they get into like the newsletter bucket, they bail because it's too, they need a longer period of warming up. So if they do need a longer period of warming up, then again, they're guesting on podcasts be like, Hey, here's if clearly you're guesting on podcasts, I read this article and I know these things and here are some extra tips. And so you're piquing their interest of other things that you do in your business that relate to them, but clearly it's still in that vein of interest of what they care about. And I, I, do I, wanna... I love that reminder strategy because yes. it's better than just a regular old, Hey, I sent you that thing. Are you ready to buy this thing now? That's a better yeah. way to get people to actually, and I think that'll get people to actually complete your lead magnet, whatever it is, yes, whether it's a checklist key. or whatever. It'll Because then that's when they get the most value from it. They can say, wow, this thing actually helped me because you sent them three or four reminder emails. And again, people, yeah. we're talking about automation. So you had to do this over and over again. You set this up once and it just goes yeah. on autopilot. That part I think is really crazy. underrated. And then you have to go back though and look at the stats of those emails. Like what if on email number three, they open it up, 75% of people are opening it and like a bunch of them are clicking. That's great. But let's say the fourth email, you're only getting like 30% open. Then you're like, ooh, clearly the subject line of that email sucks and it's not pertaining to them. So then, okay, I need to tweak that fourth email to get more opens and more engagement. So you really need to look at those stats as well. And I do want to say, do not email them your other stuff until they're done that whole sequence. So like you don't give them, you don't put them into your nurture list or your newsletter bucket or whatever you want to call it or prospects. You don't want to put them in that master bucket until they've fully gone through that whole nurture sequence of the thing that they opted in for. Because otherwise- I want to cover that too, because I like what you just said, but I think people got to understand what Lindsay talking about is the segment. You yes. can't have people in five segments at once. And the segment is basically like a category of your email list. So if somebody's in a nurture list for the one sheet lead magnet, they can't also be in the nurture list for some other lead magnet. And then also be in your main email list for your content, because then they'll get five or six emails from you yeah. in a week. And it could just be overwhelming. And you don't want to be like that because it becomes distracting. Yeah. And whatever you are trying to sell falls flat. It won't 
be easy to sell that. It'll be hard to sell it, to be honest, because you haven't set the right precedent for it. Yeah. And they're not focused, right? You want to stay, you want to keep them focused on a very specific journey. And yeah, if you send out, oh, my podcast went live, or if you have an e-zine every week or a newsletter or like a motivation Monday that you send out all the time, those only go to people that have already gone through those nurture sequence of things. And then they go into, yeah, that, that nurture bucket or prospect bucket or whatever you want to call it. So it sounds like you have such a great concept and a great breakdown. Give podcasters a big reason outside of just nurturing for their business. What's mm -hmm. another reason it's, that would make a podcaster want to take action on this whole email marketing thing? To me, it's like you, when people are on social or they're listening to podcasts, you don't know who they are. So you can't necessarily speak directly to them. You can't communicate one-on-one. -on -one. And, and then they can get distracted. You don't know if they listen to one episode and then they skip a few weeks and then they don't hear about you. You don't know if they're consistently being engaged in your content, if they're consistently hearing about you and your services, where once they get on your email list and you're like enticing them and attracting them with whatever that irresistible free offer is, once they're on your list, you're in you have a captive audience. You're able to email them a simple question. Hey, what do you want to learn about next month? What are you struggling with right now? And then they hit reply and then it starts a conversation or like you're serving them with your expertise. Yes, your podcast is your expertise, but this is like more granular in regards to how you can serve them so that they're more likely to be like, Ooh, I didn't know she yes. could do that. Maybe she can help me with this. Yes, and then you can talk how... about your services, right? And be like, oh, she has a course I can sign up for. Sweet. And then go that way. Because when they listen to your podcast, they don't auto, you can't guarantee that they know that you do this, that, and the other. They don't know you have a course. They don't know you have a membership program. But once they get on your e-list, they will learn that. And I love your process of getting them into it. Because when I see podcast, and I've had this happen where I'll sign up for somebody's email list and they jump the gun and they're trying to do everything too early. Or I'm listening to their show and they mention the course over and over again. On the podcast, for you to get a lead to go from your show to being subscribed, you should be just be trying to get them that free thing. Get oh, yeah. them on the list first. Instead of if you're trying to sell a thousand dollar course on your show, that's an uphill battle. Like it's gonna be really it's hard. As somebody I've done it. And when I tried that for a season, which was about three months, I sold 10 courses, which isn't like amazing. But through emails, I can sell way more. I've sold oh, yeah. way more through emails and sales pages versus selling on the show. So you don't want to harass your audience with your offer. Like you don't want to do No, that. you can seed it. Like I can talk about my podcast leverage system and you know, the services that I have to help guests. I can like seed it and talk about clients and stories but you don't want to do that pitch it. And same with, let's say I did have a lead magnet about email marketing for podcasters. I don't, but maybe I should, but <laughs> if I did, that would be a natural next step because they're listening and they're absorbing, you know, what we're talking about right now. And then I'll be like, Hey, I have a guide that tells you your best lead magnet sequence to have, go get it here. Then they're going to be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. I'll do that. I need that. Yeah. It's a perfect setup. So I just, 
I love the way that you break down the email marketing process. And don't worry, guys, we're going to have email marketing for podcasters as a masterclass as part of Pod Central. We'll be coming to you very soon. But Lindsay, before we get out of here, what's one more tip that you want to give to the podcaster that hasn't even set up their email list yet? That just is in disbelief that it'll even work for them. There is one crucial rule when it comes to email marketing. A, you need to do it. <laughs> B, is that the email servers like Google, Outlook, Microsoft, whatever, they are very savvy in understanding people's behaviors and habits. You have to authenticate your domain within, whether it's MailChimp, ActiveCampaign or whatever, you have to authenticate it. It's all a bunch of techie, DKIM, DMARC files and blah, blah, blah. But it basically is telling Google, Outlook, that your domain is safe, it's verified. So they will then put it in the inbox and not the promo or just plain not deliver it. And there are other rules, like if you're emailing out, it needs to email, you can't, it can't be lindsay at gmail.com. It has to be lindsay at smoothbusinessgrowth.com. So it has to be an actual domain and you can't keep changing it around. It has to be one email address and that's it that you're sending out from. So there's a lot of different rules and guidelines that you need to pay attention to so that Google, whoever, is actually putting your email in their inbox. Because otherwise, you don't go to spam. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to spend money and all this time and effort to get all these great leads onto your e-list. And then your stuff's not even hitting their inbox and they're not opening it. That's the crazy part right now. Yeah, yeah, man, you have such a great breakdown of this. I love your perspective on it. So before we go, let the people know where they can find you and pick your brain on this stuff and hopefully pay you to help set up their email marketing system. (laughs) (laughs) You bet. They can go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com. And actually I did a podcast episode on increasing email deliverability. So they can go to leverageyourpodcastshow.com and then look for the email deliverability episode. I'll give you the link so you can stick in the show notes though just to make it easy because it's got some really good pointers just for that basic part. All right. Thank you so much for being here again. I'm pretty sure we'll do another interview in the future too. (laughs) Always love chatting with you.